Hey y'all, this is Ovi, and you're tuned in to Yeah, But Are You Listening? A space created for us to laugh and cry, share blueprints, and grow through transparency. We'll talk about the things that make us nervous and the things that get us hyped, but most of all, we'll be authentic. Let's get to it. We officially made it to 2021, and that was no small feat. I mean, 2020 tried to take us out. It um, it robbed us of some pretty significant people um, globally, right, where we felt like we were all grieving together, um, Kobe and Chadwick um, and some other really huge names. And then I know several people lost people that they loved intimately, right, that may not have had the global impact of a Kobe, but in their own lives and their own families, it wrecked just as much havoc between COVID and um, not being able to travel and not being able to see our families and not being able to go to work, which wasn't necessarily a bad thing um, not to have to go to work, but um, for it to kind of wreak havoc on so many people's finances and minds and mental states to be able to be here now presently on the other side in 2021 is a blessing like it is a blessing all by itself even if your finances look different or your relationships look different um your businesses your the things that you thought you like to do for fun like so for me I like to travel And I didn't get to do any of that in 2020. But what that means now is that I have learned so much more about what I like and what things are intriguing to me, what fun looks like. I've learned so much more about Ovi over the last 12 months that I am now a firm believer. Um, I heard it a number of times over the course of the year, right, that 2020 was the year that God required us all to sit down. Like he forced us to sit down, be quiet, basically, get somewhere and sit down, Um, even if we didn't want to. And so obviously there are several outliers, like there are people who didn't get somewhere and sit down. There were people who traveled every month. There were people who were still throwing parties. I mean, you look at the news and places like Florida and Atlanta don't look like the pandemic went there at all. Like... It just went around it. Um, I can remember at the height of the pandemic, there were um, pictures of parties in Atlanta where people were just partying. There was a mask in sight. And I'm going to keep it 100. Like a piece of me was a little envious that those people either didn't care enough about COVID or didn't believe in it enough or hadn't been impacted enough that Whatever that party was, was whoever threw the party or whatever was happening at the party, it was like they were untouchable. And so there was a a small piece of me that was a little envious that um, they seemed not to care. Like while the rest of us were, are masking up, um, are, you know, bathing in hand sanitizer. And at one point, 
people were, and they probably still are, um, getting undressed at the front door in their garages and putting clothes in trash bags and, you know, things like that. Like that there was an entire population of people that was going to parties, (laughs) having the best time of their lives. So, um, Anyway, but that wasn't, at least that wasn't reality for me, my family. That wasn't reality for most of the people that I know and like my extended social media family. Um, Most of the people in those circles for me were, you know, having some real life respect for the thing that has killed so many people and taken so many lives prematurely um, in a year that seemed to be doing that with or without the pandemic. Um, And so I do believe that 2020 was about slowing down, was about finding purpose, was about um, figuring out who you are or who you wanted to be or realizing whether or not you liked who you were. Um, It just was an opportunity for us to learn more, more ways to do things differently. Um, And so that kind of brings me to what I wanted to kind of share with you guys today is that, um, so every year I do a vision board and I feel like in the last couple of years, they have kind of become a trend. Um, And that's not to say that people weren't doing vision boards before like two or three years ago because I know that there have been people that have been doing vision boards forever. As a matter of fact, um, growing up, my mom used to do a version of what is a vision board today. So if you ever visited my house when we were in elementary or middle school, my mom was a firm believer in write the vision and make it plain. So what that looked like growing up in my home was that there would be um, like printer size paper, eight by 10, um, with words or scriptures or things she wanted printed out and they'd be all over the house on the wall. And it sounds weird, but it wasn't, it wasn't weird. They would be on the refrigerator, on the backs of doors. Um, there were pictures of cars she wanted or houses she wanted, goals that she had set for herself. And I did not understand it growing up. Growing up, I thought it was a little kooky. Um, but, you know, I knew that my mom was very firmly led by faith. And so there was very little for me to really question. She believed it. She believed that if she wrote it down, if she spoke it, that she could manifest those things. And so as an adult, looking back, she manifested her life. If you were to ask my mom right now, there are some of those things that maybe didn't manifest in the way that she intended. But Many of those other things did very much. Um, she will tell you God carried her. You know, her her words, her belief, her faith carried her. You know, she, you know, has a house, has had a house forever, um, owned a home forever. She's driven se- several luxury cars. Like she's been, you know, blessed to be promoted in several areas professionally. She's traveled the world. So there are definitely things that she wrote on those papers and, and pictures that she put up that that she manifested just by writing down the vision. And so 
again, a couple years ago, um, when vision boarding became a trendy thing, right? I remember people were having vision board parties and they were coming over and all these arts and crafts. And as I've told y'all before, I'm not particularly the crafty one in my family. Um, the girls are extremely crafty and I sometimes dive in a little and tip my toe into the pool just a little bit, but I would not say that I'm the crafty one by far. Um, but a couple years ago, I wanted to get on the bandwagon. I wanted to write some things down. I wanted to set some things in motion through intention. And so I did. And so I, like, in typical fashion, I went all out. I bought this huge canvas and I bought paint and I bought wooden letters. And I created this vision board that had kind of taglines on it of things that I wanted to do in the upcoming year. And I hung that vision board on the wall as you walk out of my bedroom door so that on my way downstairs every day, I could see exactly what I set my intentions on at the beginning of the year. Looking back, that first vision board was nonspecific. So it had things on there like buy a house or uh, get a degree or get a promotion, read the Bible more, right? So while they were intentional um, thoughts, they were not, they did not provide the depth for me to have a blueprint on how I was going to actually do those things. Um, and so fast forward to the next year, I'm doing it again, right? And so when you know better, you do better. So the next year I did a vision board and this one had more intentional things. And so it was more of a, less of a board and more of like a piece of paper that had um, overarching titles like finance, uh, professional and personal. And then below it, it was um, a little bit more detail on how I was going to achieve that. So to give you an example, I wanted to save X amount of dollars, right? I want to put it, have X amount of dollars in savings at the end of the year. And so below that, what was listed was um, a number that I was going to need to deposit either weekly or biweekly or monthly um, in order to achieve that number at the end of the year. And so periodically I would go back and see how things were going and oftentimes, um, because I'm an overachiever, oftentimes I would miss the mark because I would have 40 things on this goal sheet, right? All right. Fast forward to now we are up to year number three. So year number three, I started doing something that looked a little different, which was I realized that not only did I need to include a blueprint on my vision boards, but I also needed to give myself a realistic timeline. So no longer could I just say, all right, Ovi, so you want to reach, we're going to say $5,000. You want $5,000 in, in savings. You need to put a minimum of, I don't know, whatever, $600. I don't know. I'm not doing the math really quickly in my mind right this second, but you get it. You need to put $500. Um, oh, I tell you what, we'll use $12,000 because there's 12 months in a year. It's $1,000 a month. So that's easy math. I don't have to try to add or subtract on the go here while people are listening. But um, so let's just say, for example, for this particular um, vision board, I'm going to save $12,000 at the end of the year. It's $1,000 a month. It would be $500 every pay period that I'm going to put in a, in a savings account and not touch it. 
right? So year two, that's what it would have saved. Save $12,000, save $1,000 a month. Well, by year three, I realized that that formula for year two was not specific enough because it wasn't just about um, having the money or not having the money to be able to to deposit. It was also about discipline, financial literacy, um, you know, not just depositing, you know, figuring out where you're going to have an extra thousand dollars a month, right? Because I don't have an extra thousand dollars a month, like, but figuring out either how you can make an extra thousand dollars a month or where you can cut so that you can, if that's the goal that you want to achieve, where you can cut to make that happen, what you can add on to add some additional income. So in year three, it was really more about you know, digging into the weeds to figure out how I was going to achieve that particular goal. As a result, I didn't have 40 or 50 goals I was trying to achieve. I was able to back that down to like 10 or 15, 10 or 15 attainable goals that I really wanted to achieve um, that I then also had the blueprint written out on how I was going to do that. And then I could be held accountable to myself monthly or biweekly or whatever. Then I moved um, into a new place and I did not, in the process of moving, I did not put the vision board up on my wall so that I could see it on my way out the door. It's actually behind my dresser, which is not particularly helpful um, when you're trying to put it somewhere that you can acknowledge it daily or multiple times a day. And so last year, uh, going into 2020, or earlier this year, I guess, but before the pandemic hit, a really good friend of mine, Shannon Delaney, who I work with, who is amazing. um, She's the one that designed the trailer for this podcast for me. She's just super dope. But she has like this really deep love for post-it notes. Um, when we used to go into the office on her desk or post-it notes of any and all colors and any project that you you were working on, she'd be like, let me pull out my post-it notes and let's just map this thing out. And so I reached out to her to do my 2020 vision boarding in a little bit different format. I wanted to, I wanted her help. She's really good at it, really good at organizing, really good at problem solving. And so, um, I asked for her help. And so just, you know, like good friends do, she showed up with her post-it notes and her markers and we sat in the loft and we literally used my wall as a canvas. And with that, it was the most detailed vision casting session I had ever done. For one, I had someone else with me. I had someone else to talk through the blueprints that were needed in order to reach the goals that I had set. The other important important part was I was working with someone who had my best interest at heart. And so the session was about what I wanted. It wasn't about, you know, her casting what she wanted for me onto me. It was about you tell me what it is that you want to accomplish. And then together we will brainstorm on how you can achieve that goal and whatever time frame that you feel like is best for you to attain it. And then, you know, she would ask thought provoking questions or she would ask me why. Tell me why. Why do you want that? You know, not necessarily to say you shouldn't want that or you can't want that, but the why was to challenge whether or not I was putting things 
on my list for superficial reasons. And then if that was the case, then that's fine. I could have things on my list that were superficial. But beyond that was the question about prioritization, right? So, all right, you want to buy your first pair of red bottoms, right? You want to buy a pair of red bottoms. Cool. That's fine. You want to spend a thousand dollars or more. Obviously I don't have any, so I don't really know how much they cost, but you want to spend a grand on a pair of shoes. Cool. You can have that as a goal, but in the grand scheme of things that you want to accomplish this year, where does buying a thousand dollar pair of shoes fall on this list? Is it at the top? Is it as important to you as buying a house? Is it as important to you as, you know, making changes to your career? Is it as important to you as some of the other things that you want to do financially or personally or spiritually? And if it is, all right, let's talk through it and figure out how we can set up a blueprint for you to get these $1,000 pair of shoes. If not, let's table that post-it note. Let's put that on a green post-it note and put it over here to the left and we'll come back to it. And then if it's still on your list of things that you want to do after we have written the blueprint for these other things that are more important to you, then we'll bring it back in, put it back into the fold and we'll blueprint how you're going to get those $1,000 shoes. Um, I can say that that was easily the most memorable vision board, vision casting session that I've had. Um, It also allowed me to create an accountability partner, right? So not necessarily saying that you want somebody to know, be all up in your business and know everything because they don't have to. I trust, trusted and trust Shannon enough that I don't have a problem being transparent with her about my finances, my personal struggles, my professional struggles. She and I actually just have that kind of relationship. But um, in addition to that, it allowed me to, in sharing that and being vulnerable and being authentic and sharing that with someone else, it allowed me to ask her to be help me be accountable for the things that I said I wanted to do. Right. So not to say that she calls me every day or checks my bank statements because we are not at that level of accountability, but she was 1000% willing to check with me, you know, every month or biweekly, or she told me you set up how often you want accountability check-ins to say, all right, your goal was to spend 15 minutes a day in meditation and prayer right? That was one of the goals that I wanted. I spiritually, I wanted to strengthen my own prayer relationship, my own relationship with God, my own, um, a prayer relationship just doesn't really sound like it is what I wanted. But anyway, I wanted to strengthen my own, my own, um, spirituality, right? My own walk, um, deep in my own sense of understanding. Um, I wanted to, to, be clearer in my ability to discern things and energy from other people. So that was one of the things that's on my list. It's one of the things that continues to be on my list, actually. So I don't ever think you can have enough discernment. Can never be too good of a discerner. I don't even know if that's a word. But anyway, you guys get the point that I'm making. Um, so having an account- accountability partner allowed me to be in the situation where somebody checked in to make to to not even make sure but somebody checked in on me to ensure 
that I was following up on the things that I said I wanted to do in order to make my life better in 2020. Now, we did all those things. We had the best intentions. I wrote the vision. I made the vision as plain as it could be. And then 2020, 2020'd us, right? Um, And I assure you that none of the things that happened in 2020 um, globally were on my uh, were on my vision board. However, however, I looked back at my goal sheets because I, I have to admit, right? So I talk a lot about being transparent. So to give you guys a bit of a transparency moment about midway through 2020, at the height of the pandemic, at the height of working from home, at the height of being a teacher to a 10th grade student at the height of um, struggling with, you know, mental health and depression and anxiety, at the height of not feeling like I was good enough, at the height of some days not being sure that I was going to make it, right? Um, At the height of having moments where getting out of bed was as best I could do, I tucked my little vision board worksheet paper away and like put it on a bookshelf and was like, I'll get back to you later. And then about a couple of weeks ago, I pulled that paper out and to my surprise, there were numerous things on that list that were checked off that I could check off. Um, there were a number of things that I had written down that I had prayed over that I had shared with my good friend that happened for me last year, despite the turmoil that was happening around me, despite the many things I felt like I was failing at, there were still good things happening. Because I was still intentional in my movements, even though it might have looked differently than I thought it was going to look. I cannot tell you how excited I was to be able to mark some of that stuff off. Now, there are plenty of things that didn't get marked off. Plenty. And there were some decisions that were made that might should have been made differently. But there were lots of things that were marked off. My savings account looks different. My prayer life looks different. I bought a car. Y'all bought a car. Um, I got a certification. Um, so there were a number of things that looked differently. There were things on that list that would have looked different, even more differently if we weren't in a pandemic. I had travel plans. Um, there were some other things that I just wanted to do that just physically couldn't be done in the way that I wanted to do them because we were in such an uncertain time. But all the joy it felt to be able to look at that list and be like, well, I be John Brown. Speak sidebar. Where did that saying even come from? I be John Brown. I've asked my mama who was John Brown. Anyway, I can't tell you the joy that I felt being able to mark those things off the list. Um, and see that I had accomplished so many things. And so before the new year came in, before uh, 2021 rolled over, I wrote down my goals for 2021. 
I have specific blueprints for how I'm going to reach those goals. And some of them are going to require an accountability partner. Now, in the heart, in the spirit of improving on the last time, right, then I won't expect Shannon to be my accountability partner across the board. Because the reality is, Shannon's not a financial planner. Shannon doesn't, doesn't, um, is, doesn't specialize in financial literacy. So for the financial components of my vision board, I'm going to reach out to those people that I know that do specialize in those areas, that that is their thing, right? That is their iron. They are going to be able to sharpen my iron because financial literacy, financial planning, business planning is their thing. And so it would be unfair for me to expect someone who that's not their thing to be able to really, really be an accountability partner for me in those areas outside of just surface on based on what I asked for, what I said I wanted. So the way I'm leveling up this year is I'm going to incorporate people who that is their area of specialty to be my accountability in those areas where I need somebody to help me be accountable, right? So it's not just about um, losing weight. It's about going to the gym, but it's not just about going to the gym. It's about eating right, right? Because people will tell you all the time that you could work out every day, but if you're eating trash, you're never going to lose the weight. You're never going to tone. So yeah, having somebody to be like, Ovi, we going to the gym today? Um, Are we walking today? We running today? Like, that's great. But that's only part of it. If if I'm like, yeah, but I'm having six, seven glasses of wine a night and I'm eating chocolate cake and brownies and cookies every day, like all I'm 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 being counter excuse me, counterproductive. So my goals for this year will incorporate somebody that can be an accountability partner for me in those areas. So that might mean that I have two or three or four accountability partners in various areas. But my goal for this year is to level up in ways that I haven't leveled up before. Is to change things that have not been changed before. So that in 2022, I'm in a different space. I'm doing more than just marking things off the list. Like I'm excelling in ways that I could have never dreamed. And so at a time when everything has been so different, at a time when everything has been so unsure and we have had to grow in ways that we would have never imagined right and I I, I, um, before I even get to that I keep seeing these memes that are like if you I think Diddy put it out and was like if you didn't hustle if you didn't find your hustle it ain't in you and then I saw something else I think Lovey said that's not like lots of people just survived that was the thing you could do in 2020 with all the loss and the sickness and the turmoil if you survive 2020, then you won. And I really err, I really lie on the side of that other, more than I lie on the side of you found your hustle. Like if you survived and you thrived and you made it, then you made it. And so I also was watching, um, I think I was watching on Instagram and Issa was talking about her vision board and how she made some a vision board, I think in 2015, um, and talked about some things she wanted to do. And she hangs hers somewhere so she can go back and look years later. And she was marking off like some of the things she's done, the way the places she traveled, um, 
the money she's made. She wanted to do some things with HBO, Netflix. Like she has all these things and she was able to do it. And there are just so many other examples of people writing their vision and making it plain. And so I encourage you to write your vision. Whether it's personal or financial, whether it's a vision you want in your relationship or your marriage or your relationship with your friends or your family, like write it down. Write down your visions. Use post-it notes. So I have my visions for my goals for 2021 are broken into personal, financial, and professional. They're written on a sheet with the blueprints. Tomorrow, I will do an actual, like, a more visual session with post-it notes on the wall. And so, I will have both an intimate representation that will be in the notebook beside my bed. And then I will have a more visual representation that will be nice and colorful and pretty up on the wall. And so, I encourage you, write your visions Make them plain, pray over them, manifest the life that you want. The only reason we aren't living the lives that we want is because we don't manifest them. We don't speak life into those things. Speak life into the things that you want. Use post-it notes. Get you some pretty markers or guys, if you don't want to use pretty markers, cool. Get you some basic highlighter, yellow post-it notes and a black marker. Or get you a piece of paper and a pen and write down those things that you want to see happen in 2021. Whether we're in a pandemic or not, hopefully things look different for us in a couple months. But what if they don't? Are you willing to be in the same place you are in right now? Dependent on whether or not our government can come through for us on a vaccine or on some sort of cure. Like, what if that doesn't happen? The reality is there's money to be made anyway. There is success to be had anyway. There is spiritual greatness to be had anyway. There is financial literacy to be had no matter what happens, no matter who gives us what, who gives us a handout, no matter who says what. There are things that we can acquire simply by putting it into the atmosphere and manifesting that thing until it happens. So, not going to preach to y'all no more on this particular episode. But if you don't take anything else from what I'm saying to you, please take the time. Please take the time to write your vision and make it plain. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode. I can't wait to hear your feedback. But until then, be nice, be authentic, because, yeah, I'm listening.